We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning, everybody. It's Freedom Friday Eve. It's Thursday. Another great MAGA morning. Another great video. Special boots. Hashtag Bootgate. Bootgate lives forever. Bootgate. Hashtag Bootgate. Always. Always, always, always. California. he is a national treasure. He doesn't even realize it. He doesn't even realize it. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's Thursday morning. It is freezing on Long Island. It's like 38 degrees right now. It sucks. Where's fall? Winter's here. I knew it. We're going to get this horrible winter. We're going to get snowed in. Not going to be able to leave the house. I'm going to have to live stream like 24 hours a day. Yep, another foot of snow out there. It's going to be horrible. We're due. Anyway, good morning. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button. Hashtag bootgate. We can't let this clown get off the hook with his lifted cowboy boots. It's not going to happen. Oh, and AP Unfiltered, I, I just, he sent me the uh, the boot emoji yesterday. I literally just uploaded it into the Rumble uh, chat. So you can use the DeSantis boot emoji. <laughs> the boots live on. I think we need a fake news emoji too. 
I have some ideas I'm going to send to the Emoji King AP Unfiltered so we can get some uh, cool emojis going in the uh, in the chat. We ha- we already have some cool ones, but we're going to get some more. Anyway, <clears throat> hope everybody's doing good. I see Rocket, good morning. I see people slowly venturing in the chat. There's the hog man. There he is. Listen, if uh, you haven't done it and you do me a huge favor, like later on, whenever, just go on all of the videos on Rumble and just hit the thumbs up. If you can, leave a comment. Leave a comment where the comments live forever. They don't live forever in the live chat, unfortunately. I wish they did. And I think I'm going to attempt something crazy next week because, I, you know, Rumble's the place. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I've become like a Rumble loyalist. I have the YouTube channel sitting there. I think I'm going to, on starting on Monday, I think I'm going to start streaming the morning show on YouTube also, just to see, just to test, a litmus test to see if they get rid of me again. I don't really care if they do or not. I just want to try it. Someone was telling me last night, I did a cigar podcast, actually, locally. I was in studio near my house, a pretty popular uh, podcast. Um, it's not just about cigars, but it, it's, it revolves around cigars and discussions. It's called the Burn Down Podcast. I think the, uh, the second time I've been on it, I think the episode's going to drop on Friday on YouTube. And we were having this discussion, and they were like, listen, because they, they, they know about this show, and they're like, they, they think it would survive. I don't know if you – do you think, my chat people, do you think this show, MAGA Mornings – would survive on YouTube without changing because I'm not going to change anything the way I I speak or talk or anything like that, you know. <clears throat> Good morning to everybody in the United States. Steven here from England. Steven, I saw you followed the, uh, the page yesterday. I got the notification. You followed the channel. I appreciate it. Steve from England. That's pretty awesome. What time is it in England right now? Oh, there it is, burndownpodcast.com. Those are good guys, Eric and Justin. <clears throat> I get nuked <clears throat> again on YouTube. <clears throat> Hold on, I need a sip of coffee. My throat's a little scratchy. I smoked like four cigars last night. Anyway, well, I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. Maybe uh, we can infiltrate the YouTube audience saying retard and content, not to mention the DMs. That's right, the music. That's what I was thinking too. The the I don't know if it's... I have to see, I thought that the music, Hold On, I'm Coming, that I play in the beginning and at the end uh, was copyright free, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, you know what? It's probably not even worth it. Whatever. Fuck them. They don't deserve me. YouTube does not deserve me. And I often say, if you're a conservative or you're speaking right-wing politics on YouTube and you're still allowed on YouTube then you're not doing it right. 12.10 in the afternoon in England. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, you have to hear me clear my throat. Excuse me while I clear my throat. No, you can get away with cunt. Salt, out of, salty Cracker. He gets, he's, he's crazy on YouTube when he's on there, and he's dropping all kinds of crap, and he's not nuked, and he's, and he's monetized on YouTube, but I have to maybe the music, whatever. Fuck YouTube. Run live only, then delete after show. That's right. That's right. That's what Dilly does. I, he told me that too. I forgot about that hog. The Dilly show. He he just does live, and then he deletes it. Maybe I'll do that. Just maybe. 
and then they can't strike you. He got a strike not too long ago, though. I think they caught him quick, but whatever. Speaking of assholes, so listen, we have to face the fact that if we don't acknowledge and embrace Gen Z conservatives, that conservatism will die out. You know, like I'm, I'm 45 years old. I'll be 40. I'll be 45. <clears throat> we have to, we, we have all of these uh, conservative Gen Zers out there. Like my good friend, GOP Josh in Ohio, he's 17 now. And he started his podcast at 15 years old. And, you know, he, he's finger on the pulse of conservative politics. And there's others out there that I don't really know by name, but I know them by face. And I'm, when I'm saying Gen Gen Z, I'm talking like ages 15 and up, you know, a lot of the, they're not able to vote yet, but they are in it to win it and keep the, uh, you know, conservative values at the forefront and going. <clears throat> we also have to remember they're young. And I think it's up to us, the older crowd in the conservative space to guide them as much as we can. But remember, I don't want to call them kids. We were all 15, 16, 17 years, years old. You know, most of us were fucking degenerates then. It's like the, they're not, these kids aren't degenerates. They, they got heads on their shoulders and they can out-debate most, if not every Democrat out there and even some establishment Republicans. And they, you know, we need them. Because they are, they're, we have to have a future for our children, for conservative politics and values. With all that being said, and I, I think they're all great. You know, some of them are cringy. It is what it is. This, and I don't even know who this guy is. I, I've seen the name before, but he's a fucking nobody. I didn't even realize who he was until I saw the tweet last night. And I saw it late last night. I got home. I'm getting ready. I actually, I think I got in bed when I was scrolling through my phone and I saw it. And I saw GOP Josh, my, my good friend, GOP Josh put out a tweet, right? And I, I guess I'll start there. They were in DC for something or whatever they, a bunch of Gen Z uh, conservatives. Here they are in their suits. I think they're in the, was the Washington DC train station, whatever the hell it is. <clears throat> They, they throw it out and they, you know, joke around alpha male, blah, 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 you know, breaking balls. He puts this tweet out and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, right? Am I counting right? Six Gen Z conservatives, their suits, red ties, you know, dapper looking fellas, not degenerates. And the tweet goes, the female mind, the beta mind, and the liberal mind are all the same. I love it. I love this kid. None of them can comprehend the levels of alpha male in this one photo. You can smell the testosterone in this photo, right? <clears throat> it's cool, right? I mean, it's cool. I, I, I think I retweeted it. Well, I don't know if I retweeted the original one because what I saw really pissed me off. So hold on, let me scroll back one. Okay, so here, now, now tweet. Now, if you look in the photo, you see the red circle there? I don't think they had any idea who that was sitting behind them with his legs crossed. It's a sitting congressman. A Republican, apparently. A Republican congressman. Who I, I have no idea who he is. I think he's a Republican. Derek Van Orden. And this fucking cunt, 
congressman, adult male, says, I am a retired Navy SEAL. Now I'm going to stop for a second. Thank you for your service. I actually got a phone call yesterday from a gentleman, and I'm going to forget his name because I was in the car driving. It was a donor call from a, a guy running for um, Senate, I believe, or Congress in West Virginia. And he was actually a, a former SEAL operator, and we had a conversation. And he didn't tell me that right off the bat, like not, not his resume, like, I'm a Navy SEAL, rah, rah, rah. And I know quite a few SEALs, and they, a lot, most of them are very humble. This guy's a sitting congressman. He takes this photo from GOP Josh, and he retweets it, and he goes, again, thank you for your service, but you're still a cunt. I'm a retired Navy SEAL who served more time. You have been alive. That's how he starts the tweet. Can you not figure out that these are young and upcoming conservatives that you're going to want the support from one day? At some point, maybe want the support from one day. Especially when it's from someone named GOP Josh. Again, I don't know who this Derek Van Orden is. Pretty familiar with most of the congressional names. We'll get to that. The answer to your question is one i guess the question is i i none of them can comprehend the levels of alpha male in this photo i i didn't know that was a question the guy in the back who going home after working his ass off to support his family fix yourselves gentlemen this is what this cunt says to six Gen Z conservatives who are heavily into politics, and they're not in D.C. for a dick-measuring contest. They're heavily involved activists for us, right? The future. So this guy, Derek Van Orden, father of four, grandpa to nine, American, congressman, is that Wisconsin, third district, retired Navy SEAL, Author and actor. Quite a resume there. Quite a resume. In other words, if you weren't a retired Navy SEAL, you would just be a run-of-the-mill, bag-of-shit American, probably subpar author, because I don't see anywhere in there, New York Times bestseller, an actor. Yeah, okay. Probably undercover gay porn. Anyway, he is a new congressman. Because November 14th, 2022, he put out a tweet, still pinned, only half through the first day of Congress school and already found the coolest statue in the joint. Whatever. This guy seems establishment to me. Just, just, just looking at his tweet. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. But seven hours ago, he puts out that tweet. I mean... Am, am I am I am I am I overthinking this, or is this guy truly truly bag of shit? Again, I don't know who this guy is. I I I don't know. If anybody could give me uh, any type of intel, I would love it. But the yeah. So of course, of course, my response, which. 
I couldn't resist, of course. My response was, Hey, Derek, way to be a complete cunt. You should invite every one of these young conservatives to the Capitol and apologize. And don't forget, peasant, you fucking work for us. Correct yourself, bitch. Derek Van Orden. Uh, shit like this makes me get in my mood where I, I fucking hate everybody. Like, really? You could have just scrolled past, but no, you had to stop and tell everybody how hard you work to support your family. As a member of Congress, you work for the American people, you bag of shit. Work hard. You're off more times than you're working. You just had a month-long vacation in August. And then the speaker debacle, and you had, what, a week off here and a week off there. Give me a fucking break. Him and that other soy boy, Chip Soy, Chip Roy Soy Boy, talking about how hard they work as a member of Congress. You ain't working that fucking hard, okay? I, I, I talk to enough people on the Hill to know they ain't working that hard. They ain't doing much. They should be doing a lot more. Now I'm just that that is going to be my asshole of the month right there. Maybe maybe I need to do that every week and find one asshole and just point out how much of a piece of garbage that they truly are. It just I, I saw that and I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna highlight this asshole and let everybody know what what garbage this Derek Van Orden is. <laughs> Give me a break. Anyway. Props to my boy GOP Josh and all of the young Gen Z conservatives. Keep doing what you're doing. And again, I would hope that you all agree that we, we should be supporting them. You see them on social media, throw them a follow. They're out there. They're on Twitter. They're, in the, they're on the battlefield with all of us. Throw them a follow. Throw them a retweet. I think... Um, I think it's important that we elevate these people and not try to kick them in the balls and knock the fucking wind out of their sails. They're like, you know what? I don't need to do this. I don't need, I don't need to get involved in <clears throat> conservative activism. Screw it. I'll just go and run around and try to, you know, bang broads all day and, 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 and do what, what some would say normal teenagers do. I don't know. That's just my feeling. I I don't think I don't think we have enough young. We uh, to me, there's never enough young people involved in <clears throat> conservative politics. We need more. Because I, I feel like when I'm when I'm flipping through social media, I see for every one young <clears throat> Gen Z conservative with a mouth and a microphone just speaking out or doing some sort of uh, uh, great activism, there's four sick Democrat Gen, Z, Gen Zers talking about how great Joe Biden is as a president. So just, just think about that. Anyway, speaking of more assholes, it's, it's great. All the assholes I'm talking about today, for the, for the most part, are all Republicans. They're all establishment piece of shit Republicans. Like, 
you don't realize how many of them are out there until you just start seeing them day in and day out. I mean, Laura Loomer does it every day. She's exposing all of them, thank God, because she's she's a, a machine at doing it. But, and I, again, I'm unapologetic, and I don't care how you feel about this man and how he lied about going to school and lied about his job and realizing that he's not going to be establishment and he's got all of these federal indictments. Last night, because a week ago, before they went on vacation, the rhinos, the Long Island congressional delegation, and a one scumbag from upstate, I think Elise DeStefanik was the only one who didn't sign on to it, sent a proposition to try to expel George Santos, Congressman George Santos, from Congress. They wanted to speak for voters, go against the Constitution, and try to have two-thirds of Congress vote George Santos out. Clean up your desk and get the fuck out. Instead of working for their constituents, they're just overstepping and saying, we don't like this guy, who they all supported, who this guy George Santos blew the doors off a Democrat in a Biden-like plus-nine district, who has a better voting record than all of them in Congress so far. They want him gone off of bullshit. This is what they want to concentrate their time on. <clears throat> well, it failed. And my good friend, who I was texting with last night, I texted with him yesterday and I said, George, I think, I think you have the support. He I was under the impression when I spoke to him a, week, a little less than a week ago, he said to me on the phone is, I think they may have been able to get the votes and that they're going to expel me from Congress, and that I will be cleaning out my desk. He said that to me, and I says, I think you're wrong. And, uh, you know, he did admit that he was a bit, you know, he, that's how he sets himself up for things, very pessimistic, and I get it, low expectations, always think the worst. I get it, but I'm, I'm here thinking, nope, you're going to have the support. They're not going to get rid of you. Because every time, and he tells me, every time a, another congressman comes to him for something and asks him for something, he does it. He helps out a lot of people, and he's been rocking and rolling in his district, and there are those people that will hold that grudge. And me personally, I think it's out of jealousy because this guy kicked the dick in on the Democrat that he ran against, and he, they didn't even primary him. He was supported by the local GOP, the Nassau County GOP party. They vetted him. They ran him. This is the second time he ran the first time. The first time... They said he won. He was sitting in Congress school, and then the mail-in ballots came in, and they said, uh, hey, uh, George, you didn't win. Was in Congress school. I think 11 days in Congress school, something like that. He was, I think he was sitting next to Mar like he was, with, he was with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they came up to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, you, you got to leave. You didn't win. The mail-in ballots came in. Yeah. Rashida Tlaib is still there. They 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 shot down the uh, censor censuring her. Marjorie Taylor Greene put that up. They shot that down. Listen, let the voters decide. If the voters don't want him in there because they think he's a fraud, or if they are able to substantiate any of these federal indictments of all this bullshit, and he and he gets convicted or whatever it is, the ethics committee is still investigating it and still hasn't come up with a determination. But right away, these assholes from New York want to jump the gun and go, no, we got to get rid of him. Why? 
they have in their head that they're going to have a special election and replace him with another Republican? Not going to happen. If they voted him out, I 100% guarantee you this, that seat that George Santos holds in a special election right now would turn blue, would go back to a Democrat, 100%, which would make the majority even slimmer. It's like they're, they're, they're helping the Democratic Party because it's a very vulnerable, George Santos has a very vulnerable seat in, in his district. But yep, the House voted overwhelmingly to reject a resolution to expel George Santos. This makes me very happy. When I saw this last night, I was so happy. It's like, you know, I guess you could look at George Santos as the underdog with, with, with these assholes that or there were five of them that co-sponsored the bill. 213 voted no, 117, 179 voted yes, and 19 voted present. They didn't even vote either way. And I think this is absolutely great because it kicks these assholes right in the balls and says, you know what? Slow your roll, stay in your fucking lane, and stop trying to speak for the voters and let the voters decide what they want to do with George Santos. Brandy with a B's in the house, another great memer of the Dilly Meme team. What's up, Brandy? Always does great, great work. Always. A lot of your collab videos we play uh, opening in the uh, or closing in the shows. She's always great. All you guys. The hogs in the chat. So, yeah. My boy Santos is staying a congressman. King Santos rules on. I love aggravating people and doing that. It's the best troll. I will tell you this. I know George Santos personally, and uh, I don't care that he lied about where he went to work. I don't care that he lied about his jobs. I don't give a shit. The guy's voting unbelievably, and he's the only, only member of the Long Island delegation. People don't, it's like they don't want to pay attention to this. Who openly supported Trump in public and still supports Donald Trump, where the other three, D'Esposito, Lolota, Garbarino, the three scumbag rhinos that spearheaded this, and other one and D'Esposito, who I I know personally also, none of them are coming out for Trump, and they won't because they don't want Donald Trump in the White House. All three of them are establishment. They will not even mention Donald Trump's name. It'll be interesting to see when Donald Trump wins the primary on, on what, what their stance is. You know, will they even have a special election or would Kathy Hogel just appoint someone until the next election? I don't know. They, so does, I, got, I, I feel like an idiot here. I know that they'll appoint senators, but I don't know if they'll appoint congressmen. I believe the governor appoints will appoint a state senator. I'm not sure if they appoint congressmen or if there's a special election. Even still, even worse, Kathy Hochul will appoint the Democrat 100% because she's a, she's a, a scumbag commie. Or they're going to have a special election, and that's a heavy blue district. He, he blew the doors off there, and rumors are already that Listen, I think George Sanders is going to have a tough time when it comes to re-election. I'll support him. I wish him the best, but I think he's going to have a tough time there, especially if the rumors are true that the Democrat who held that seat for a while, 
Tom Swazi decides to run again because he failed at running against Kathy Hochul in the primary for governor. If he runs again, it's a very prominent Democrat name in that district, and there's a chance that that the Democrats will take that seat again uh, if they successfully um, beat George Santos. But hashtag bootgate, don't let it die. But just to, just to highlight, just to highlight one more asshole, Representative Anthony D'Esposito, who I know personally, he goes, I am disappointed my colleagues chose not to expel George Santos from Congress. Eh, kick your feet, you fucking idiot. I believe George Santos's lies, coupled with the criminal char- charges he is facing, deem Santos unfit to serve the people of New York's 3rd District. Well, you don't serve the people of New York's 3rd District, so you should shut the fuck up. Every single person in the media who has access to Representative Anthony D'Esposito, or even better, every single person should call Congressman Anthony D'Esposito in New York, based off what he just said about George Santos, his allegations, his charges, no convictions, ask him how he feels about Donald Trump running for president. Every single Republican should call Anthony D'Esposito's office and ask his staff, based off his comments about George Santos and his federal indictments, his allegations, his charges, what's his stance on Donald Trump running for president? He needs to be exposed. He's already exposed himself a little bit. I know for a fact he does not want Donald Trump as president of the United States. I know for a fact Nick Lalota, the other congressman on Long Island, does not want Donald Trump as president. I know for a fact that Anthony Garbarino, New York, does not want Donald Trump as president. And that other scumbag, Lawler, does not want Donald Trump to be president. Four New York congressmen right there. George Santos wants Donald Trump to be president. Elise Stefanik, Stefanik wants Donald Trump to be president. Fuck these people. Call them out. Make bullying and shaming great again. That is what needs to happen. These piece of shit members of Congress, all of them, work for us. They're fucking peasants. They're fucking nobodies. And they need to be knocked off their pedestals in their ivory towers in front of the cameras, looking all good with their stupid pocket squares and and, and ties. Look at me. I make 175000 a year and I get all this time off. <clears throat> I don't care how great they are, how great they talk. If they have that attitude, they are complete and utter useless shit to me. All of them. Anyway. <laughs> I had a rant about that this morning. And I wasn't even looking to talk about the Gen Zers and that asshole from Wisconsin. But when I saw what he did with the tweet with GOP Josh and, you know, puffing out his chest, fuck you. You deserve a good ball kick. But for some fun, listen, Halloween was a couple days ago. This was great. What, 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 I'm just going to bring it up. They're calling it a viral trend. We're kids, teenagers, and this is this is what we need. This goes back to my my how I opened the show about Gen Zers, teenagers making fun of Joe Biden. 
What does that tell you? That tells you that they're paying attention and realize how fucked up our president is and the direction of our country is going. Yeah, Brandy's in the chat. She's there. <clears throat> Congratulations on your newest signed MAGA hat. I saw your video there, Brandy. Good for you. You deserve it. You all work your asses off. And it really amazing. And that's why I will continue doing anything I can to support you guys. Support the Dilly Show if you're business and support all of your meme work through my, uh, my shows. This was the best costume of the year. You can't beat it. Kids dressed up as creepy Joe Biden on Halloween. But it was more than that. It was he got two friends to dress up as like handler secret service agents. And they acted it out. They acted out. It, it was amazing. Amazing. And hold on. There's a, there's a couple videos here. Check this out. Now, I don't, I don't think these are all the same kids. This just happened in multiple places. Like, I don't know who came. It just it kind of, I guess, like they said, it, it went viral. It became a trend. This is great. Look at this. This is great. He's just falling down. What are they? What are they like? Twelve years old? Thirteen? Fourteen? They're they're paying attention. Paying attention. This is great. No, I'm not saying all these kids are gonna like grow up voting Republican or conservative or whatever whatever you want to call it, shit like that, but. I'm imagining that their parents are uh, conservatives and are instilling some um, actual political knowledge on their kids. I mean, my my daughter's 11. She'll be 11 this month, and uh, she's based as fuck, you know, obviously. But I think this is um, this is great. It just again, it tells you a lot. Here's another one. Oh wait, this is. I think this is the same kids. It's just like, running around the neighborhood. Look at this. It was Joe Biden. Oh, of course, it's gonna buffer. Oh my god. Good afternoon. It's evening, sir. It's evening, sir. How are you? Oh no, no, no! Do not smell me. Oh my god, that's amazing. That is absolutely. I gotta watch it. That is absolutely. Amazing. Oh, we're number nine in the Rumble podcast section. Awesome. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, he's going to sniff the woman. It's evening, sir. How are you? Oh, no, no, no. Do not smell me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy walked up to this woman. Oh, and sniffed her. Oh, this is amazing. This, is, this wins best costume ever. Look at this. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. President, please, please. One step, Mr. President. One step. Yes, good job. Yes, right here. Right here, right here. Oh, come on. I mean, how great is this? Look at that. We're number nine right now in the Rumble podcast section this morning. That's awesome in the time slot. See, it's great. It's all because of people like you tuning in, hitting the thumbs up, leaving comments, hit the thumbs up and leave a comment. I don't care what you leave. Leave an emoji. Leave a middle finger. Tell me to fuck off. It doesn't matter. It helps. And that's why we're number nine in the Rumble podcast section right now.
So, and then they had the big Halloween party at Mar-a-Lago, and they had these two guys. What was it? Oh, Joe and Hunter Biden was spotted at Trump's Halloween party walking in. This is pretty funny. <laughs> this guy should have balls on his chin. Look at Hunter Biden with the bong. <laughs> Fucking inflatable hooker. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, I, lo- I wonder what Trump's reaction was if he saw them, because him and, him and uh, uh, Melania were at the uh, Halloween party. They were there hanging out. I heard, I heard from a, a Trump insider that they were partying, and, and Trump and they, Melania and Trump were out. They were out there partying till like three a.m. Halloween night. It's awesome. This is Donald Trump, seventy-seven years old. DeSantis people are talking about how he's old and decrepit. This fucking guy could outwork Boots McGee, DeSantis. Uh, any day of the fucking week, any time of the year. And he's out partying 3 a.m. at Mar-a-Lago. You know, it's only worth $18 million, by the way, at a Halloween party with his supporters. And Ron DeSantis is probably home asleep or he's home combing Casey DeSantis's fucking eyebrows. Did you see the one with the kid dressed as Trump and the girl he was with? No, I didn't see it. If you had, where was that? If you have a link to it, throw it in the chat. Was that on Twitter? That illegal crisis on your state brought to you by Barry and Company, employees of the year, piece of shit, Mayorkas, B. Nicholas, and Samantha Powers. Look it up. They really worked hard for it. Yeah, they were all fucked up. Trump 2024. Look, we even got Steve from England saying Trump 2024. Steve from England across the pond, hanging out in England, watching My Ugly Mug on Rumble, and he's shouting out Trump 2024. Why don't you come over? We'll register you to it. Listen, just go. Listen, go to Mexico. I'll meet you at Eagle Pass. We'll smuggle you in. I'll get you a driver's license. I'll get you a, a voting card, and we'll just have you voting somewhere for, for Donald Trump. Hey, why not? The Democrats do it, right? I'm sure they're finding ways to do it. Let's get Steve. Let's get Steve from England smuggled into the country. You can hide in my attic. <laughs> oh, my God. What else? Hold on. I don't know if you all saw the Mexican family stealing all the candy. Listen, I saw videos of fucking white liberals stealing candy. Like, more videos of white liberals in nice neighborhoods, like Karens with their stupid snot-nosed fucking kids stealing candy, than I saw any minority stealing candy. Like, it was uh, so many videos out there, literally. These fucking 40, 40, 45-year-old mothers walking up with their kids. It says, take one, and you're looking at the ring camera, and the kid's holding open the bag while the mother with her stupid fucking giant fat pickle fingers just shoveling the fucking candy in there because she's got to go home and sit and eat it because her husband's out banging his secretary while she's sitting home miserable watching the fucking view. I'm not bitter at all, by the way. (laughs) I hate everybody. I hate everybody. Everybody. I actually have a coyote video I'm going to get into a little later that I that I watched, you know, bringing, uh, bringing people over. It's all planned. It's all planned. 
<clears throat> they they should have invited uh Trump should have invited De Sanctimonious and Casey to the Mar-a-Lago Halloween party as like a little olive branch to see if he showed up in his cowboy lifted boots dressed up as a meatball. <laughs> oh, Buck Fiden, there you are. I was just wondering where Buck Fiden was in the chat. There he is, just comes out laughing. Have you been here the whole time? What are you just laying low so the FBI doesn't find you? They already know where you are. Uh, anyway, yeah, I thought that was the, that the best Halloween costume ever. All right, let's get into some some I guess some real shit that I just ranted for forty minutes and didn't even get into anything I wanted to cover. I have a lot today, but uh, this is pretty good. We got a uh, I guess they're calling it Trump legal bombshells is, is what they were calling it. This was. Uh, Judge Cannon, this is the January, this is the uh, classified document case. So many cases, hard to keep up because they want to fuck Donald Trump so hard. Uh, this is the Florida classified document case. Judge Cannon signals she may postpone Trump classified docs trial, admonishes Jack Smith's prosecutor. They all need to be admonished. They're all shit, corrupt scumbags. Scroll up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Volt Horbin wearing a MAGA hat priceless. Oh, yeah. Was it the president of Hungary? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't talk bad about Midget to Sanctimonious. He's my governor. Fuck your governor. How about that? He showed his true colors. He's a piece of shit. And he should never, ever hold another office again after he's done governing he should be back there attempting to clean up his political mess of a career and attempt to govern florida get you out of your insurance crisis and other things and maybe work on lowering your electricity bills that he caused the increase for for taking money it's so fuck. i didn't realize how, how much of a piece of garbage he was he knew he was running for president from the start ever since what was that? That guy he ran against, Christ, whatever it is, when he asked him if you would serve, promise the people that you would serve your full term as governor. And he looked like a deer in headlights because he knew, he knew that if he answered that question, the way he should have answered that question, that he would be lying. Lying. Bombshell has worn out its meaning. 100%. So Judge Cannon signals she may postpone Trump Classified docs admonishes Jack Smith's prosecutors. Trump's lawyers on Wednesday afternoon attended a hearing in Fort Pierce, Florida, on whether Judge Cannon will agree to postpone the classified documents trial currently scheduled for May of 2024. Oh, here's the famous photo that they staged with the top secret document covers. Meanwhile, there's like nothing that's classified there. On Tuesday, Trump and his attorneys visited a SCIF, which is a sensitive compartmented information facility, to view classified material related to Jack Smith's case ahead of Wednesday's hearing, according to a leak to ABC News. Judge Aileen Cannon, Trump appointed last month, paused litigation in Jack Smith's classified documents case as she decides whether to grant Trump's motion to extend deadlines related to classified material. Last month, Trump's attorneys, Chris Kyes and Todd Blanche, accused Jack Smith's prosecutors 
of using dilatory tactics to slow roll the discovery process and taking too long to turn over evidence and not wanting to move the trial. They're trying to play games with the timing to screw Donald Trump's attorneys to make them have to travel from Florida to D.C. and mess the entire judicial process up for the defense because that's what they do. That's what our broken federal judicial system does, and a lot of times state level as well. Blanche and Kai said the May trial date makes the schedule unworkable according to the motion reviewed by the Gateway Pundit where this article is from. On July 18th, 2023, the special counsel's office represented to the court that all discovery would be available on day one. They made a statement. Jack Smith made that statement that all discovery would be available on day one. Lie. Didn't happen. Trump's lawyers put that in the statement last month. Blanche and Kyes also said Jack Smith's Florida classified docs trial set for May 20th and his separate March 4th D.C. trial regarding Trump's so-called effort to stop the transfer of power set for March 4th require Trump and his lawyers to be in two places at once. By design, that's what they want to happen. That's what they want to happen. So it screws up the defense and makes them um, inevitably unable to defend Donald Trump. Hold on one second. The chat's going crazy. He should be recalled. The dereliction of duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, let's see. Uh, March 4th, 2023 trial date in the, in DC and the underlying schedule in that case currently re require Donald Trump and his lawyers to be in two places at once. Trump's lawyers wrote, according to CBS news and months after the office's representation to the court, discovery is not complete in this case, including with respect to the classified documents at issue in more than 25% of the espionage accounts in the superseding indictment. So they're slow rolling the evidence and they're, not doing anything or even asking uh, or, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, considering moving the trial date because they don't want to. They don't want to. So in any case. <clears throat> and we know, yes, this was Jack Smith's plan all along. It was the, listen, it, it, it's not a coincidence with the trial dates. They're, they're doing it on purpose. They want to make it impossible for Trump's lawyers to navigate between D.C. and Florida for scheduling court dates on top of each other and having Donald Trump himself, the defendant, having to be in two places at once. It's impossible. They realize that. At some point, they're going to get it rectified, I'm sure. It's just the fuck-fuck games that they play. On Wednesday, Judge Cannon signaled... She may postpone Trump's trial. She also admonished one of Jack Smith's prosecutors, according to Julie Kelly, who attended Wednesday's hearing. And uh, here, Julie, uh, she's always got some good stuff, Julie Kelly. Judge Cannon appeared skeptical about special counsel's assurances the March 4th trial date for D.C. case won't run into May 20th trial date for classified documents case. She admonished DOJ's Jay Bratt, 
or his level of understanding to these realities. She also asked for an example of DOJ bringing two criminal cases against same defendant in compressed schedule while demanding trial dates two and a half months apart. He had no answer. In other words, in other words, you can't, they don't do this. The justice system never, ever works this way, okay? I, even attorneys I speak with, and, and actually two judges that I know, they said the, the defense obviously has the right to defend themselves. And if there are two criminal cases, they especially under the same, it's, it's the federal government. They're both, we're talking about two federal cases. There's, there would be no issue with anyone else or even on in, in state level, if you're in whatever state you're in and you have two criminal cases, they're not going to overlap the trials. They'll actually coordinate, even if, whether it's the same district or whatever it is. And as long as they see, okay, you have a trial date here or hearings and you need a certain amount of time, they'll usually say, right, how long do you expect the trial to take? Oh, four weeks or six weeks, whatever it is. The other trial, it will accommodate the schedule and they will delay it. Sometimes a decent amount of time, too, just to be safe as a buffer. You know? Listen, I'm going to stop for a minute. Burn slots. Either get with the conversation I'm having or get the fuck out. All right? And don't, you don't pull the free speech thing because this is my fucking chat and my fucking channel. As a matter of thanks for not banning you. We're not talking about what you're talking about. So if you're going to try to hijack the chat... I will throw your stupid ass out of here. My, my mod in a second. All I got to do is give the word. So, you know what? Get rid of them. Rights like it's echo chambers. There's no echo chamber here. You're, 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 you're talking about something completely different and trying to hijack the, you're hijacking the chat and I'm not going to allow it. We have a great community here. Take your free speech and shove it up your asshole. Because right now, right now, it's my fucking kingdom. Get rid of them. <clears throat> so anyway, hold on one second. Hold on. In any case, no, actually, a fax hurt your fucking bleeding vagina. How about that? How about that? AP unfiltered. Did you get rid of him? Yep, he's gone. Good. Fuck that clown. People don't really like, you want to have a debate about something I'm not even speaking about? You know what? I tell you what, because he's probably, he's just banned from chatting, but he could probably still see. Email me. Email me or DM me on Twitter or Instagram. Here's my email. TheGreatDivide1776 at gmail.com. You email me. You want to have a conversation about what you're spewing, because what you're spewing is just complete bullshit anyway. You're just another... I'm pretty sure I know who the guy is. Um, I, I would. I'll, how about I have you on the show, and we will debate each other. But you have to show your face and have a real name, not like a cunt, and hide behind some anonymous account. I can't show my face. Because if you don't, and you want to debate in a chat with an anonymous name, you're a cunt. A big bleeding one. So yeah, Jack Smith wants to railroad Trump. Judge Aileen Cannon, I'm hoping, will do the right thing. It seems like she might to accommodate 
both trials. And that's what should happen because let's face it, the DC judge, the DC judge is uh, that Obama loving twat. She is not going to budge. She's not going to accommodate anything for the defense Trump team. When that story came out last week about Trump having classified information about government interference in our elections, I can guarantee you, I would bet money on it almost to a certainty that um, she's not going to allow that defense in her courtroom. Just like they did to Roger Stone, they didn't allow him all the defenses that the, the defense attorneys wanted to bring, like case facts and Roger Stone's judge, very biased judge in D.C., said no. And you're going to see that that judge in D.C. is not going to allow uh, Donald Trump and his team to bring information proving election interference. There, she, she's not going to do it. She's probably going to say it doesn't pertain to the trial that you tried to overturn, overturn the election is what I think they're going to pull. That's my best guess. That's my best guess. So... Yeah. I think we have more than two members of Congress that practice Islam. You know, the religion of peace. Yeah, fuck you, the religion of peace. Yeah, I got to get, so I have to work on that. I'm glad you said that. Trashbot2077, haven't seen you before. If, I, if, I, if you've been in the chat and I haven't seen you, I apologize. But if you're new in the chat, welcome. Glad you're here. Hit the like, hit the follow, or you're a fed. Um, and I just, yeah. As as far as like, we have members of Congress literally that 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 love love terrorists. It's 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 wild. It's wild. I have to work on the call and phone number. It's just something that's on my list that I haven't done because I want to do. Because what I'd like to do on the Friday night show and maybe the Friday morning show is uh, take call callers. Have you guys call in and you know we 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 talk about stuff. I would like to do that. And uh, I will do it soon. I just, I'm not using my phone number. I have to get the phone number and, uh, and get that done, like a Google voice number or something. I just haven't done it. And I say, oh, I got to do it. I got to do it. And then something comes up. I'll get it done. So with this whole Trump case, this was the other breaking news. Uh, Rumble's a great place to be because everyone who's not allowed on YouTube is on Rumble. So you should keep exploring Rumble. Follow all the pages you like. Please follow mine. We have a great community here every morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. And I also go live Tuesday and Friday evenings at 8.30 p.m. Eastern with my ugly bearded co-host, James Curry. We will be live tomorrow evening for Freedom Friday. We'll do memes of the week and other crazy stuff. So 1-800-YOU'RE-A-FED. Oh, I want that number. I want... I want that number. Call into MAGA Mornings, 1-800-YOU'RE-A-FED. That would be great. All right, so, so a little more that they're labeling breaking news. Trump lawyer drops a bombshell, way overused word. I agree, Hog. I think you, no, Jobs Dead said it, I think. One of you guys said it. I want that number so bad, 1-800-YOU'RE-A-FED. I kind of just want that for my, my like a, a business number. Trump lawyers drop bombshell revelations about Biden regime and Jack Smith in classified documents hearing. This was interesting. Trump's lawyer on Wednesday afternoon attended a hearing again in Fort Pierce, Florida, Fort Pierce, Florida, with Judge Cannon um, to see if she'll agree to postpone the classified documents case like we just spoke about that's supposed to happen in May. She may postpone it. 
Uh, Julie Kelly was there. She attended the hearing, you know, investigative reporter. I can, I can take or leave her. She does some good stuff, but she, uh, she's also a bit of an asshole, to be honest with you, whatever. But according to her, she was in, she was in the courtroom for Wednesday's hearing yesterday. Trump's lawyers revealed Trump's lawyers told Judge Cannon they discovered a June 2023 letter asking DOE to remove Trump's active security clearance a few weeks after Smith handed down classified documents indictment. So that's interesting that they discovered a June 2023 letter that just happened this summer, a few months ago, right? Asking the DOE to remove Trump's active security clearance a few weeks after Smith handed down classified documents indictment. So he had he had the active security he had active security clearance at the time. Trump's lawyers told Judge Cannon this afternoon, which was yesterday, they have evidence that the Biden White House, who said they had nothing to do with what was going on in this case, they did say that, collaborated with NARA, DOJ, and intelligence agencies to determine which documents to include in Jack Smith's indictment. There was rumors, and it seems they may have evidence, that members of not Joe Biden himself, but members of Joe Biden's staff, the White House executive staff, met with Jack Smith, the prosecutor, to decide what documents to include in the indictment the indictment that came after they a letter asking donald uh, them to remove donald trump's active security clearance trove of evidence includes years worth of security footage from mar-a-lago which they say he deleted and he said he did not evidence of extensive communications between White House, NARA, intelligence agencies, and DOJ, Jack Smith, prior to the indictment to determine which classified files to include. This could be a a case breaker right here. Trump still had DOE security clearance related to at least one charge document as recently as June 2023. Defense might include the Secret Service as a considered member of prosecution since they have their own security apparatus separate from Mar-a-Lago. Interesting. Another bombshell from Wednesday's hearing. Trump's lawyers have not seen any underlying evidence to back up claims that 340 classified documents reviewed by Jack Smith are even classified. There's nothing apparently saying that these documents are classified. Per Julie Kelly, Also from Wednesday's hearing, Jack Smith told Judge the classification review of 340 or so documents had been completed. Defense said they have memos confirming material is classified per Intel review, but no underlying evidence to support the claim. This could be interesting. The Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to facilitate the investigation into Trump's handling of the documents. Meanwhile, he had them all stacked up by his Corvette in Delaware. According to memos reviewed by investigative reporter John Solomon, John Solomon does some great work. If you're not following him, you should be. Joe Biden's spokeswoman, 
had repeatedly claimed Joe Biden had no knowledge of the raid and that he found out about it in the media, which could be true. Plausible deniability, like everything else, like the $200,000 loan payment and all of the money going to the big guy insulated like a crime boss. Joe Biden may not have any information on it. His handlers, his staff, someone else in the White House absolutely 100% does. And Trump's defense apparently is dying to prove this. And Judge Aileen Cannon, I'm sure, will allow any and all information for a defense of Donald Trump. I'm sure he's not going to have a problem with the defense in this classified document case whatsoever. The D.C. case, that's the one they're really going to try to fuck him on. According to the memos, the Biden White House instigated the criminal investigation by eliminating Trump's claims to executive privilege. Yeah, this is. um, I can it all makes sense because they did. Eliminate claims to executive uh, privilege. The sitting president can do that, and he did it. The Biden House, the Biden White House instigated the criminal investigation by eliminating Trump's claims to executive privilege because they are terrified of their top political opponent who's dominating in the polls and just gaining support every single day. Joe Biden paved the way for his Justice Department to arrest his political opponent after he retroactively revoked Trump's executive privilege. It's all a scam in the seedy swamp of D.C. Biden revoking Trump's executive privilege opened the door for the former president to be subpoenaed. The subpoena then opened the door for the Justice Department to charge Trump with federal crimes. It's all The pieces are starting to fit, people. By May, White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue conveyed to the archives that President Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claims to executive claims, a decision that opened the door for DOJ to get a grand jury to issue a subpoena compelling Donald Trump to turn over any remaining materials he possessed from his presidency. And that came out of a reporter from last August, from John Solomon. (sighs) It's crazy. It is crazy. What am I missing in the chat? Oh, you guys, okay. I thought I saw something new. It's, it's it's just, the, the scam is clear as day. It's all clear as day. It is wild how the swamp works. And when we we keep finding out things because more issues keep getting exposed, it doesn't surprise me or wow me anymore. What does surprise me and wow me is your lack of leaving comments under the video where they live forever. So take a minute and leave a comment because the live chat doesn't live forever. And because of your comments and you hitting the thumbs up on the video, again, it helps juice the algorithm on Rumble. And that is why we were number nine in the live podcasts in the time slot this morning, which is a big deal. That is a big deal. It doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's a big deal because then more people get to see the show. And that's a great thing because that's what we want. I want more new people in the chat so we can build the community. The videos get great viewership throughout the day as they live there forever, but 
we want more people in the chat with all of you great people. And I'm glad we had a couple new people today. Trash bot. It's awesome having you. Yep. ZP 23. All this shit is only being exposed because of Trump. It's true. And when somebody says to you, well, Donald Trump did not uphold his promise of draining the swamp. My counter to that, to that is I look at them and I say, if Donald Trump was not president for four years, would we know all of the things that we know now about our corrupt government in D.C.? Because their answer is going to be, well, no, we found out a lot. You're never going to drain the swamp. That swamp will never, ever be drained. These people are like fucking cockroaches. They survive everything. They survive everything. And what Donald Trump was successful in doing is lowering the water level in the swamp enough for us to see all the nefarious activities and evil that goes on deep in the swamp so that now we the people know what's going on and we can act accordingly and think different ways. So imagine if Hillary Clinton won. Imagine if we had Hillary Clinton as president in 2016. Think about all of the things that we know now that we may have even thought about but didn't truly know. I, yeah. So I, I, think, I think we would be totally fucked, completely fucked. Oh, good morning, Star Walker. <laughs> there he is. Still a lot of sheep, still asleep, 100%. I say that all the time. And it's up to people like us to have these conversations and speak to people. Like, look at Elon Musk. That's the next thing I'm going to get into. He went on Joe Rogan. And I'll say this. I'm going to start out with this. The moment I heard Elon Musk was buying Twitter, I said, that's cool, but I don't trust him. And still to this day, I don't trust Elon Musk. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not a fan of Donald Trump, which is fine. It is what it is. Billionaire. You know, has does business in China, whatever. You know, I just, I like what Twitter has become. I hate that he renamed it X. I just think it's stupid. I just, that's just me. I'll never call it X. I'll call it Twitter. Yeah, I'm old school like that. I was never on Twitter until Elon Musk bought it. I just was never into it and then realized, all right, this is the place to be. Or right before Elon bought it, I should say. I tried it once and it didn't last long at all um i i think he he's meaning well as far as op opening it up to free speech but not enough because many people are still shadow banned many of you are still shadow banned um we're, we're, we get reported but what elon musk i'll say so similar to donald trump exposing the swamp in D.C. politics by being president for four years and holding that office. Elon Musk, in a way, did the same with acquiring Twitter. And he talked about that on Joe Rogan. And even, you know, I got a couple of video clips for it, but first this one where he says, and this isn't the first time he has said it um, either, I'm bombarded by boot ads on Twitter. Are you really like literally like cowboy boot ads? Could you, 
I haven't I haven't noticed if I have been yet. Like I kind of scroll through the ads and don't even know him. Yeah, his stupid ass Cybertruck. I hate that that Tesla he's got. I hate it. Anyway, Elon Musk. <clears throat> in my opinion, he fundamentally hates humanity. He's doing things to erode the fabric of civilization. This is what Elon Musk is saying about George Soros, and it's not the first time Elon Musk ha- has talked bad about George Soros because. Back in May, Jake Tapper pointed out that it could be like border to- line anti-Semitism because, you know, Soros is apparently Jewish. Meanwhile, he worked with the Nazis. We all know that. But in anyway, recent episode of the Rogan Experience, and I'll say it if you haven't heard me before, I am not a fan of Joe Rogan at all. I just, I'm just not. He has a platform that I truly believe he didn't work hard for. I really just, that's just my belief. In a recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla and owner of social media platform, Twitter, took a hard swing at far-left billionaire financier George Soros, accusing him of fundamentally hating humanity and strategically eroding the fabric of society, which is all true. I agree 100% with Elon Musk there. By funding district attorneys who refuse to prosecute crimes, but also throwing in, and I've spoken about this in the past, Going after Soros will go after he'll go after uh, uh, DAs uh, offices. He will go after secretaries of state who who enforce the and, the and run the elections of states. Because what better way for corruption to occur is if you're owned by George Soros? Uh, judge elections, mayor elections, city council elections, fucking school board elections are all somehow. Some of these offices and places are funded by George Soros financing because there's so much money to go around and you can't just go for the top tier offices. You have to start down low and infect every level of government, local and uh, federal. Joe Rogan is a cuck. I can't disagree with you. The interview aired this week on Tuesday featured the outspoken entrepreneur in a wide-ranging conversation. So let's just get to I don't need to read the Gateway Pundit's article. Here is... I mean, Soros actually, you know, it, he, he is, I believe, the top contributor to the Democratic Party. Yep. Um, the second one was uh, Sam Bankwood-Fried. Bank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and Soros, I don't know. I mean, he had a very difficult upbringing. Um, and uh, I... In my opinion, he fundamentally hates humanity. That's my opinion. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, he's doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. You know, uh, getting DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crime. That's, That's the worst. problem in San Francisco and L.A. and much other cities. So why would you do that? That's a good question. Was it humanity or is it just the United States as a whole? I mean, is I mean he's doing pushing things in other countries, too. He's not doing just the here. same thing? Yeah. Now, George at this point is pretty old. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, he's basically a bit senile at this point. But I mean, he he and, and he's he, he's a, he's very smart, um, and he's very good at arbitrage. You know, famously he uh, shorted the British pound. That's sort of how I, uh, I think he made his first uh, money was shorting the pound. Um, so he's he's good at spotting. Uh, basically arbitrage, like spotting value for money that other people don't see. So uh, one of the things he noticed was that in it, it, that that the value for money in local races is 
much higher than it is in national races. Absolutely. The lowest value for money is a presidential race. Then next lowest value for money is a Senate race, then a Congress, and then, but once you get to sort of city and state district attorneys, money goes um, a long way. The value for money is extremely good. And uh, Soros realized that you don't actually need to change the laws, you just need to change how they're enforced. Yep. If nobody chooses to enforce the law or the laws are differentially enforced, it's like changing the laws. 100%. And that was the whole goal. You change the DAs, local attorney generals, secretaries of state, you change how the laws are enforced. And that is easier than changing the laws themselves. And money goes a long, a much longer way and has higher va value, like, like Elon Musk said, in a local race. You're uh, reaching a smaller group of people so you can really, and if, if money's not an object and you really want that seat, you're going to pump a lot of money in there for voter touch media and events and things like that. And then you can grab that seat and change the way policy is written, executive orders are planned out or, or executed, and, the, and change the way laws are enforced and policy is crafted. And this is the problem. This is the problem with the Republican Party is that they don't know how to play the game like this, like the Democrats do. It, it is a problem. And uh, it, it's going to keep becoming a problem with Alex Soros. George Soros' son made a statement because <clears throat> he's basically taking over the reins for his father. He wants to get more political than his father ever was. He wants to be a bigger political activist. And he's out there actively meeting with Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, all of these prominent Democrats, corrupt pieces of shit. He's going to be throwing money behind them like crazy. I can't imagine what the Soros corrupt regime, especially through Alex, is going to do, Alex Soros, George's son, is going to do going into the 2024 election. It's not going to be money behind Joe Biden. That's a lost cause. It's like, you know, it's a lost cause. It's like the vet telling you, listen, your dog has this sickness. We can do surgery, and, and he has a 50% chance of living, but it's going to cost you $30,000 for your dog. Or, you know, your dog is 11 years old. You could put him out of its misery, out of his misery, and pay, you know, 200 bucks to have him euthanized. And then another 200, and we'll cremate him and put him in a nice box with a paw print. You know, what, what, what are you going to put your money towards? And that's exactly, I think, how they're going to look at Joe Biden, and that's why I don't think Joe Biden is going to be the 2024 nominee. I have a couple more Elon Musk um, clips, uh, but before that, let's have a word from our great sponsor, Patriot Cigar Company, my company. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. 
The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com, that's the website. Use promo code MAGA for 25% off. You get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. We've got some great cigars there. We got some great merch there. Brandy with a B, thank you. That commercial is the Dilly Mean Team at its finest there, uh, Ramble Rants and uh, Phantom Shadow. They uh, put that together and they hit it out of the park, as always, what the Dilly Mean Team does. Yes, Elon is just another psyop worldwide. What even happened to a million, million Muslim march in Canada against the indoctrination on schools and the sex agenda? Yes, a big war. <laughs> If you're coming to America, Steve from England, you come to America, you hit me up on social media, Twitter at ajacoby1776 or on Instagram at Alan, A-L-A-N, Jacoby, 1776, and I'll hook you up with cigars to bring back from England. I was actually having a conversation last night. Like I said, I was on a cigar podcast, and uh, we were talking about the guys who host the podcast also have their own cigar uh, company their own cigar that they had released. And uh, we were talking about shipping overseas. And I said, you know, I'd love to do it because ever since Tristan Tate talked about my cigars on his show twice, I get all of these emails from Canada and the UK, mostly can yeah, Canada and UK, especially probably mostly from the UK asking me if I would ship cigars overseas. I can't do it through my website. I just have to figure out a better way to do it. And I was asking about shipping costs, and they were saying, like, for a two-pound package, it's like $40. So that's the thing. If someone's willing to spend money on cigars, like a box, upwards of between, you know, 250 and 300 bucks, and then the shipping, because I'm not paying for the shipping, sorry, then, you know, I'd probably be willing to do it. I have to check it out. Wear my hats and sweatshirts every day. Thank you. Great merch. Good good jobs, Dad. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying them i'm waiting for more hats to come in this week i'm taking delivery actually early next week of eight thousand cigars they're, they're selling like crazy gotta write a big check today but uh it's great it's the thank you for all the support out there and again uh you know all of the shows that i sponsor and and all the people that support patriot cigars you guys have been great mypatriotcigars.com promo code maga 25 off all right back to elon i have like one one other thing, and then we'll <clears throat> we'll call it quits. Thank you all for tuning in. Hit the like button, please. Leave a comment. Just hit the thumbs up. It helps so much. Again, we were number nine in the live podcast today, and uh, that's awesome. Let's. I want to get to number one one day in the time slot. So uh, awesome. I'll uh, I'll I'll put your uh, Twitter name. I'll, I'll look. I'll follow you back. But uh, I'll probably be able to see it. In any case, just remember to check your requested messages on Instagram, Alan. I will, and if I'm not following you and I see it, I will definitely uh, follow. Throw me another message in there just so I know it's you if you haven't, and I'll make sure I follow you back if for some reason I'm not. All right. 
this Elon Musk thing. So, so back in uh, May, Jake Tapper, one of our favorite CNN hosts, media analysts, whatever the hell you want to call him, just garbage. Jake Tapper is such a crying little twat. Um, he was kind of he was um I guess smear he took a shot to smear Elon Musk and I don't care that he did but he had to bring the whole anti-semitism thing in you know Elon Musk has been vocal on how uh, how he feels about Elon Musk but this was back in May again from your favorite CNN host Jake Tapper Israel's foreign ministry today is slamming Elon Musk's recent series of tweets saying they have a quote anti-semitic feeling to it Yesterday, Musk launched a baseless Twitter attack against baseless. George Soros, the progressive Jewish philanthropist who's often the target of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Oh, Musk stop. That Soros reminds him of Magneto, a comic book supervillain. Um, both, of course, Soros and Magneto are Holocaust survivors and Jewish. Musk's reply, oh, Soros does not have good intentions and, quote, wants to erode the very fabric of civilization. Soros, which is true. Uh, hates he said it back then, quote, um, obviously, it's not necessarily anti-Semitic to criticize George Soros, but uh, the tweets uh, do engage, critics say, in, in tropes that Jews are falsely cast as evil masterminds set out to harm the masses. Here to discuss George Sarah Soros Fisher, worked with the CNN Nazis as a Jew. Media reporter, along with Ted Deutsch, who's CEO of the American Jewish Committee, a former Democratic congressman from, from Florida. So, Sarah, uh, Musk didn't say what prompted the attack, but you can't ignore the timing that Soros recently disclosed he had sold his entire holdings of stock in, in Tesla, which, of course, is, is owned by Musk. We're, we're used to seeing uh, controversial comments for, from uh, Musk. Were you surprised by this? I wasn't surprised by this, Jake. Musk has repeatedly, you know, engaged in far-right conspiracies. You'll recall with the Paul Pelosi attack, he tweeted out misinformation around that. But I think it is important to note that Elon Musk, who still runs a publicly traded business in Tesla, is going to have to be mindful of the fact that anytime he's going to pick on someone online for dumping his stock, he risks other people wanting to come in and buy it. And so, oh, you know, as a business stop. person, this was not the strongest move. But Musk has long sort of held some of these, you know, more Republican right-leaning beliefs. Shortly after he took over Twitter, he allowed a bunch of accounts back on the platform that had been banned, including some neo-Nazi accounts. And so it's a huge neo-Nazi accounts. It's not Can someone please explain to me what neo-Nazi accounts Elon Musk allowed back on Twitter? Do they realize that we have terrorists on Twitter, like legitimate terrorist regimes on Twitter? Can someone please? Because maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just an idiot. I I need I need to I need to know who these who these uh, Nazi accounts are. I, I I just don't get it. You get the point here. Elon Musk has been critical of George Soros for quite a while. This was back in May, and he said the same exact thing on Joe Rogan's show. He hates humanity, and everything else. It's fact. <clears throat> Elon Musk also went into uh, why, this is interesting, why he took ownership of X. Check this out. What has it been like? Uh, you've, you've owned X for a year now. Oh, yeah. Does, do, you, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have a dream that you didn't do it? <laughs> and your life is infinitely easier? Well, it's certainly... Um... A recipe for trouble, I suppose, or <laughs> contention. Um, what was it ultimately that led you to make the decision to do it? 
He doesn't know. I mean, this is going to sound uh, somewhat melodramatic, but I was worried about that, that it was having a corrosive effect on civilization. Fact. Uh, that it was uh, just having a bad, a bad impact. Um, and um, I think part of it is that it's, it's, where, it's where it was located, which is, uh, you know, downtown San Francisco. Um, and while I, I think San Francisco is a beautiful city and, and we should, should really fight hard to... Used to be. Um, kind of right the ship of San Francisco. San Francisco. You walk around downtown San Francisco, right near the ex-FK Twitter headquarters. It's a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's rough. Have you, have you been, been in that area? Not lately. No. Yeah. People with the fentanyl fold. Crazy. I've heard it's crazy. I've heard you, you zombies. Really can't believe it until you actually go there. You can't believe it until you go there. So you have to say, well, what philosophy led to that outcome? And that philosophy was being piped to earth. So, um, you know, a philosophy that would be ordinarily quite niche and geographically constrained so that the sort of the fallout uh, area would be limited. Um, was effectively given an information, a weapon, um, a tech, uh, information technology weapon to propagate uh, what is essentially a mind virus to the rest of Earth. Um, and the outcome of that mind virus is very clear if you walk around the streets of downtown San Francisco. It is the end of civilization. And it's not just uh, propagating the mind virus, but suppressing any opposing viewpoints. Yes. Well, in order for the virus to propagate, it must suppress opposing both viewpoints. So. Because and, that, and, that's, and that's what Twitter was. That's what Twitter had become. I mean, the federal government was involved in, in the suppression. And San Francisco is a horrible place now. It used to be beautiful. My mother used to travel there once a year until obviously right before the pandemic and then after. It just became just... A horrible, horrible place. I mean, you walk around, you're worried about stepping in not just dog shit, but human shit, how many needles are on the street, the homeless encampments, the crime. I mean, it's just unbelievable what that place has become and what we're allowing our cities to become. Yeah. Oh, you've never heard of the fentanyl fold? So the fentanyl fold is when you go down the streets of these inner cities and you see people standing there, but they're like, they're standing perfect, like their legs are perfectly straight, but they're like bent over and zombie-like and not moving because they're so high on fentanyl that their body actually folds. And it, it, it's weird. And they call it the fentanyl fold. Like these people, and they're just standing still on the street. Some of them as if, Time is standing still. Well, they're just kind of like shaking a little bit, but they're they're folded over, they're hunched over, where they're they're actually almost they're looking at their own chest, depending on how tall and thin they are, their own stomach, and they're folded over. Like you just you you can literally go drug addict tipping, like cow tipping. Like they're just hanging out, sleeping in a field, the cows, and you know, you cow tip. Same thing with these people. Just folded over, all fucked up. <clears throat> the fentanyl fold it's the legit it's the legit zombie apocalypse they're just not eating your faces off like they were when they were high on bath salts i worked in substance abuse treatment as a counselor it's 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 brutal i've never touched a drug in my life i took a weed edible once and it didn't end good for me 
my wife, my wife for actually medical reasons and things, but she, she does the, uh, the old, she's on the pot. She's on the pot. <laughs> I can't, I can't, uh, I can't do it though. I took, <laughs> we, had, we had people, I'm going back years now. We had people at, at my house and I don't know where the hell we got them from. We had the edibles in, in chocolate version. And I love chocolate, especially dark chocolate. And these were dark. Um, there was, it was dark chocolate. And my wife cracked off a little bit of it and said, here, try it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it, right? <laughs> it's only probably maybe five years ago. And uh, <laughs> I tried. it. Oh, it's chocolate. But it's like weird chocolate. You know, it's whatever, edible. And I eat it, and then, and then, uh, took a little while. Then all of a sudden, it fucking hit me. And there are people they like they're passing the the uh, the bowl around, you know, the pipe, and they're they're smoking pot. No other, n- you know, no other, no other drugs ever. And um, all of a sudden, it hit me, and I'm on. Uh, I'm sitting on a, a giant leather ottoman I have for a chair, right? And I, I have to grab the side of it. And then I had to turn myself over on when I'm on my stomach and I'm holding on to the ottoman for dear life. I looked like a fucking turtle, right? I was like doing a Mitch McConnell. And I, I was holding on for dear life because all of a sudden the ottoman, like I felt like it was started to rock. I thought I was in like the middle of the ocean. I was going out of my mind from a, a little piece a fucking weed chocolate. And I, I couldn't look up. I was spinning and I thought I was like on a, on a raft in the middle of the ocean and I was stranded. And I just remember I had to take the, I had to take a, a, a I had a piece so bad. And I was worried about if I was going to make it to the bathroom and I didn't want to put my foot on the carpet. Like I did not want to get off this ottoman. Every, my, they're laughing at me. It was, it was horrible. I don't remember making it. Somehow I made it to the bathroom. Like I'm holding on to the wall. It was weird. It was weird. Ever since then, I, I never, I never took another substance that altered my, uh, my, my mental status. <laughs> Welcome chat to story time with, <laughs> now that, that should be a story time with weed man. It was my one and done. That was it. It, it never, ever, ever happened again. Ever. Ever. Oh, I, Steve from England, I just got, I just got your Twitter DM. I followed you back. I just got it. Hello, Trump 2024 is not just the USA needs him. The whole world needs Donald Trump back in your White House. That was a direct tweet. Twitter. DM message from Steve from England, who's in the chat, who's new to the chat. I'm so glad you're here. Donald Trump 2024 to save the fucking world. Good rock band name, the Fentanyl Fold. That is a good rock band name. They got to play their guitars like folded over, looking like fentanyl zombies. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not getting into the whole the whole marijuana thing. I'm. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. <laughs> Front page on Rumble. 
in the nine out of 10 slot. Let's fucking go. I love it, people. And it's all because of you. All right. I got, um, I got one more. I got one more Elon Musk video. And then I just want to quick get into a little bit of Biden corruption. I uh, hope you stick with me. We're an hour and a half in. It is what it is. I just, I can't do a show for an hour anymore. It's just not happening. It's too fun. You guys are too great. And there's so much to talk about. Anyway, this is, uh, now let's hear about uh, Elon Musk and the federal government and their influence over Twitter. What was that like? Is that, to me, that was the most bizarre was the Twitter files. When you let Schellenberger yeah. and Matt Taibbi and all those guys get in the Twitter and the, the response where Matt Taibbi gets audited. I mean, which is just wild. I mean, it's just so blatant and so in your face. Yeah, it's weird. No, I, I mean, the yeah, the degree to which, and and by, by the way, Jack didn't really know know this, but the degree to which Twitter was simply um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public, and uh, it it was there was no there was whatever the official government. I mean, it was like Pravda, basically. Um, you know, it's a state publication is the way to think of old Twitter. It was a state publication. Wow. And was the justification from their perspective that they are progressive liberals, they have the right intentions, it's important that they stay in power, the progressive liberals stay in government and power because this is the this is their there, there was there was uh basically oppression of um any any views that would even I would say could be considered middle of the road. Um but certainly anything on the the right. I'm not talking about like like far right. I'm just talking mildly right. The people like Republicans were suppressed at ten times the rate of Democrats. Um, now that's because uh, old Twitter was fundamentally controlled by the far left. It was like completely controlled by the, the the far left. You know, he said he had to spend an unbelievable amount of time uncoupling Twitter from the federal government where they'd even said that it was again a state publication it, it was run that way that they had the federal government with intelligence agencies basically with a satellite office within twitter headquarters in san francisco they had to get rid of all of that all of the federal government influence on twitter for the censorship and you didn't even have to be extreme right you just had to be moderately right and you were getting censored under the old Twitter. Still, a lot of us are getting censored. I feel like there was, a, and I think it comes in spurts. Maybe it's an algorithm thing. I don't know. And I see some of the bigger accounts, bigger than mine, will say, "Hey, look at my analytics. I'm I'm down, you know, thirty uh, percent engagement." It, it just happened to me. I was rocking and rolling on Twitter reaching millions of accounts to, you know, a, a few hundred thousand. And then it, it's just, it's wild. I, I can't figure out the algorithms. Everybody says they have the, the algorithm figured out. I just, I, I, I can't figure it. I figure it out. I don't know. Um, look at this AP unfiltered and OG Nick are, uh, they're like, they're, they're going to exchange private messages about hunting in Montana. I think, I think a, a friendship is forging in the MAGA mornings chat. I love to see it. Wait till we wait till someone meets in the MAGA morning chat and they get married and they'll be like, Hey, that Alan Jacoby from MAGA mornings, he's a matchmaker. There's a marriage. Maybe we'll make some, we'll make some hunting buddies here. MAGA mornings, get in the chat. Listen, I need you to hit the thumbs up. 
that scumbag troll that was in that I banned, he's the one. Because nobody, it never, ever, ever, ever happens. I got the one thumb thumbs down on the video, and it was that asshole that we banned. You know it. He couldn't help himself. So we have to counter that. I need at least like 10 more thumbs up. If you're in the chat, if you're watching the video and have access to the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up button or you're a fucking fed. Don't be a fed. I can't have that many feds watching my video. I'm not that important. I'm not that popular. It shouldn't be that way. Anyway, actually, yeah, we're going to make this the last, uh, the last little covered story. So again, we just had the story with Joe Biden getting $200,000, a loan repayment, interest-free loans, you know, beat taxes and everything else from his brother. The written check, it's there. James Comer, the oversight committee, they have it. Matchmaker Alan Jacoby. <laughs> MAGA Mornings Corporate Getaway 2024. We're going to have a... <laughs> We'll have a MAGA mornings cruise. No, we won't because I hate cruises. I despise cruises. Everybody just goes on cruises to binge eat and be fat walking around a ship, gain 20 pounds from the salt they put in the food. And then, oh, someone gets a stomach virus and everybody's puking and shitting everywhere on the ship. No, no, I don't like cruises. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Twitter suspended everybody for stupid shit. Anyway, James Comer. Joe Biden received now a $40,000, they're saying, in China money, again disguised as loan repayment. Now, they're asking for loan agreement, paperwork, and things to prove that this money that's being paid to Joe Biden from his brother and sister-in-law paid as a loan payment from Joe Biden to show some type of tracking that there was in fact a loan because it's very suspicious and they have evidence that this could be part of a major money laundering operation, which again, we know is there. It's a matter of proving it. The guy is so insulated like a successful mob boss and has so much plausible deniability because he's so fucking insulated. I just, I will say it again. I do not see any accountability on Joe Biden personally being seen. I just don't see it. I think the impeachment thing, again, I think there's other people we should be going after. And Joe Biden's done. He's done. The guy's 80 whatever years old. He's not going to be president for another four years. And... What are we going to do? We're going to impeach him and then what? Throw him on trial like we did Donald Trump in the hopes we get a conviction? Come on. Come on. There's so many other people we should be going after in government that have been, uh, that, that if we don't get rid of them, we'll be around for another 10, 20 years in some aspect or another. You know, it's, uh, I'm not getting on a boat that doesn't have rod holders. Good, good, uh, good idea. Good idea, Justine. So apparently this $40,000 loan payment, they have, again, just like the $200,000 they just uncovered, Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered CEFC, China Energy Company money in 2017 from the account of his brother, James Biden, his sister-in-law, sister-in-law, Sarah Biden. 
once again in the form of a personal check labeled as a loan repayment. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer uncovered Wednesday in a newly released bank records memorandum. There's a copy of the check. $40,000 dated September 13th, 2017. This is obviously after Joe Biden is out of office as vice president, and I guess the money started to flow a little more freely. The $40,000 money trail began on Jan- on July 30th, 2017, when Hunter Biden demanded a $10 million payment from the China energy company associate Raymond Zhao. CEFC had close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. The Bidens launched their working relationship with CEFC when Joe Biden was vice president through Hunter Biden, of course, a proxy, uh, of course. So James Comer made a statement. There's a video of it. We followed the money and identified how Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered China money. James Comer lays out the money trail. Remember when Joe Biden told the American people that his son didn't make any money in China? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China? Well, not only did he lie about his son Hunter making money in China, but it also turns out that $40,000 in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account. You don't say. In the form of a personal check. And the Oversight Committee has it. Here's how Joe Biden benefited from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown in the summer of 2017, when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a $10 million capital payment. As Hunter Biden extorted this associate, Hunter claimed he was sitting with his father and that the Biden network would turn on his associate if he didn't pony up the money. The extortion scheme worked. Days later, $5 million flowed in from a Chinese affiliate of CEFC. Over the following three weeks, Biden family members made a series of complicated financial transactions to hide the source of the China money. Here's how that happened. First, Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West Three, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West Three sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lionhall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden. Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lionhall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's purse. Conspiracy theory. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden for $40,000. Well, the memo line of the check said loan repayment. Like the payment to Joe from AmeriCorps funds, it's certainly plausible that this payment where James and Sarah used funds from China was indeed a loan payment to Joe. But even if this $40,000 check was a loan repayment from James Biden, it still shows how Joe benefited from his family cashing in on his name with money from China, no less. Without his family peddling his name and his son threatening a CEFC associate with consequences that he said Joe Biden knew about, James wouldn't have had the money to write the $40,000 check to his brother Joe. It's also worth remembering that Biden family efforts to secure millions from this Chinese company began when Joe Biden was still vice president. Yep. 
in taking funds sourced to a CCP-linked company that wanted to advance China's interests, Joe Biden exposed himself to future blackmail and put America's interests behind his own desire for money. The House Oversight Committee will continue to follow the money and hold President Biden accountable for his corruption. And what are they going to do about it? That's the, that's the, that the problem. That's the problem we face. What are they going to do about it? The money trail is there. The checks are there. Oversight committee is working on this. The new speaker of the house definitely wants a, a Biden impeachment. Are we, are we going to see it? Are we going to see it? Problem is we know where it's going to go. He's not going to get a conviction in the Senate. What's the story? What's it going to be? That they vote to impeach Joe Biden? And I got to be honest with you. I think a lot of establishment Republicans are not going to vote for it. I think it's going to be a flop. And then I think it's just going to be something else that the left and the mainstream media are going to destroy the GOP on with ridiculous liberal talking points. And I, I just don't think it's going to help anything. And I think the real issues are, again, and I say it, I feel like a broken record, Alejandro Mayorkas <clears throat> and Merrick Garland for what's been, what's been happening there. That, that's what, what, I, what I truly, truly feel. So I'm going to leave it there. There's a couple other things I was going to get to, but it's not pressing. I may just continue into it tomorrow. Uh, but um, I will be back tomorrow morning. First of all, again, thank you all for tuning in because you really helped today. You got us uh, nine out of the, the top 10 Rumble podcasts on Rumble, even though I know we are the best, but, you know, it is what it is. Nine out of 10 ain't bad. <laughs> And we got the nine, number nine slot in the live spot on the Rumble uh, top page because of all of you hitting the like button, hitting the comments, your continued viewership. And uh, I will be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow's Freedom Friday. I'm sure we'll be, you know, two hours tomorrow. Uh, you know, get some interesting stuff in the chat we'll talk about. Actually, oh, look at this. We just got an update. We're at number two on podcasts on the top page right now. Is there any way, AP Unfiltered, you could take a screenshot of that right now and send that to me? Um, front page also during anything you might have. If you see that, grab a screenshot, if you can, and, and uh, text it over to me because I would like to post that for bragging rights. I think that's pretty uh, pretty cool to uh, that you all made that happen. It's not me. It's you guys because – Without you guys, there's no me, and I appreciate it um, so much. We peaked at number two. I think that's great. Steve from England, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in, all of you. And also tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, I will be with James Curry for Freedom Friday. We'll be talking about everything that's happened. We'll get James' perspective on a lot of things. That's always fun because we always we always seem to disagree on something, which is good because there's no echo chamber on Freedom Friday. And uh, we'll do memes of the week. So... Until tomorrow morning, MAGA hat stays on. See you guys later.